Hello, I'm Jess Nix, the Absolute Empowerment Coach. Welcome to my podcast. I'm a certified life coach, NLP master, and creator of the D-Bitch Your Brain methodology. I do the deep and I do the silly, because life's about balance, right? I call the inner critic the bitch, and there's a bitch for every emotion or theme in life. Your bitch keeps you stuck. She keeps you doubting and makes you feel like you're the only one when the reality is we all have a bitch in our head. The good news is there are endless ways to shut her up and to experience more confidence in life. And I'm going to talk about them all with my guests, falling upon their wells of wisdom, fueling your tank with self-belief in the process. Let's get to it. Hello, gang. How are you doing? I'm a little bit bunged up today after waking up in the night and having a ferociously snotty cold in the middle of the night for two hours. Fun! So talking to Metz, the woman who was part of a team that founded an ad agency last week, got me thinking about the comfort zone as she strove to spend as little time as possible in hers. And as someone who gets an itchy ass if I stay still for too long, I know exactly where she's coming from. I personally crave newness and adventure, but I can also see why so many people stay within their sea zone. It's easy and the rewards are instant. But let me ask you this. What thing have you been putting off because it's too hard? Or what dream have you had for years but have never done anything about? Or maybe you've never even said it out loud. We'll come back to this later on. So do have a little think. So I was trying to think about a song that said something about the comfort zone. And although this one isn't strictly about this week's theme, my God, does it sum it up. And I have become comfortably numb. Haven't really done Pink Floyd any favours there, but <laughs> when I was about six or seven, my big brother, who was nine years older than me, forced me to watch Pink Floyd's The Wall. It was the most groundbreaking film of its time, really. It was full of violence, drugs, sex, and was just thoroughly confusing content for my little brain. And I've often wondered how this experience is imprinted on me and how it plays out in my adult life, being subjected to all that stuff at that age. It's not really OK to put a kid that far out of their comfort zone. But anyway, that's Big Brothers for you, right? The point of this being that in the comfort zone, you are numbing out existence. You're turning down the volume on all of your emotions, on human existence, on exploring your mind. The irony is we stay in the comfort zone to avoid the uncomfortable emotions, but this only lessens the impact of the emotions that we label as pleasurable. One of my sheroes, Brene Brown, said, We cannot selectively numb emotions. When we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive emotions. She is bloody right. In order to feel good, we need to experience the bad. Otherwise, we have no point of reference. On a really basic level, think of your emotions like a pendulum. On one side, there is good. And on the other side, there is bad. And the laws of the universe that we live in mean that the swing of the pendulum is equal, meaning the good doesn't come without the bad. And yet we strive to avoid the ones that we label as bad. We consume, we ignore, we tolerate, we endure, we do not allow. By staying in the comfort zone, you are depriving yourself of the full experience of the wonderful wheel of emotions that make 
the human condition so rich. You've let your ego, your bitch, take over. You're letting her protect you from the squirmy emotions like shame and fear, but it's dulling your experience of everything else in the process. I'm surprised that Alanis Morissette didn't add a line about the comfort zone in that song. I got 10,000 emotions and all I feel is meh. I think... One of the issues here is that our senses have been dulled by the monotony of modern existence. We have set our baselines for living too low because we are stuck on the imaginary hamster wheel. We've picked the bar up and thrown it on the floor. We've put our slippers on and settled in for the night or for life in some cases because there are so many struggles of existence on the news, so much hardship that we cannot affect. There's too much pain to comprehend, so it's kind of easier to just get lost in routine, to get buried by sameness, to power down and accept mediocrity. Ask no questions and ye shall not be derailed with the reply. We are so very comfortably numb. So why are we so resistant to stepping out? A lot of the time, I don't think it's fear of the unknown that's the main driver, but maybe fear of failure. Plus, I reckon we've made it too damn easy for ourselves to stay still. You pay your Netflix subscription. You have 32,600 hours of content to choose from in every conceivable genre. And if you live in your comfort zone, you're only going to be watching Friends on repeat. The one where you know all the jokes, the one where you know you cry, the one that you know you laugh at, blah, 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 blah. You're missing out on all the other shows. And the same is true for life. There's a whole freaking ocean and universe out there. You don't need to stay on your tiny island. I pulled some stats from a research project from the British Heart Foundation on the comfort zone. They did it with about 2,000 people and the results are pretty mind-boggling. This report was pre-lockdown, by the way, and it kind of reads like a premonition for our behaviour. It said that 55% of Brits stick to the same routine day in, day out, and almost a third can't remember when they stepped out of their comfort zone, and a whopping 42% said they wouldn't be described as an adventurous person. I'd love to get that same group of people together to ask some better questions. Are you fulfilled in your comfort zone? Is your soul inspired? What would happen if you left it? What keeps you there? What would make you leave it sprinting for the hills? I wonder if any of these people are the great complainers in life, the ones who complain about their lot but don't do a bloody thing to change it, the ones who never take action. They keep slogging on and on, doing what they've always done, getting the same shitty results, plod, plod, plod. There is no need for plodding. Donkeys plod. I do not. I prefer a strut or a swagger or any other gait that involves my head being held high. <laughs> I say that laughing from underneath a duvet. Oh, the glamour of podcasting in lockdown. But ladies, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Jeez, it if I'd have kept doing what I'd always done, I would still be in a dead-end job earning 32 grand, being embarrassed that I couldn't afford a round at the pub. You can't expect life to just change. You can't expect things to just suddenly get better. You have to roll your sleeves up, step out and get dirty. You have to be your own fairy godmother. 
And anyway, it's never the circumstance that makes you feel good or bad, but your thoughts about it. An awesome opportunity could come your way, but you may think, oh, I don't have the energy for that right now and slump back into your comfort zone. If you don't like what you've got, do something different, even if it's only something tiny. Before you go into your next online meeting, go and dance your tits off to your favourite song and then see what energy you rock up with in the meeting and just see if anything changes. Remember, you always have a choice. Let's say you go to a new electric car showroom. I can't believe how expensive these things are. I was having a look the other day. So let's let's say you go in and they show you the basic model. It's pretty cool, nice range of bright colours. And then they show you the next model up, which has aircon that's somehow good for the environment and so many safety features that it makes the car impossible to crash. And then they show you the top of the range model that has the most badass stereo system you have ever heard. And wait, what, it's got wings? <laughs> maybe in a few years. So all these cars are available to you. You can choose which one you want. You can have the basic bitch car if you want, or you can have the top of the range one with all the bells and whistles. The choice is yours. And to be extremely clear here, the comfort zone is the basic car. And the rest of your life is the top of the range model. Can you see what you are denying yourself Please, ladies, stop playing small when the goddamn road is yours for the taking. Mm, I'm feeling the little niggle of the fear of failure. I feel like I can feel it through the airwaves. But what if it goes wrong? What will people think? Ugh! Actually, it's probably more to do with what you think. The hardest thing sometimes is admitting this shit to ourselves. I am not happy in this comfort zone. But the terror of getting life on the other side of it wrong keeps us super glued. My God, I mean, I stayed in a violent relationship because of the comfort of knowing the danger I was in was somehow easier to manage than trying to work out what I would have to do if I left. It is crazy, the stories we tell ourselves. If you're not willing to get it wrong, you will never discover the beauty of the open road. I've no idea who it was that said this, but life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Hells, yeah, it does. You awaken endorphin, oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, all the feel-good chemicals when you step up and step out. And when I reflect on my years gone down, the most memorable and cherished memories are from experiences that were new and challenging, inspiring. Don't let the multitude of screens in your life stop you from getting off your ass and engaging in your life. You have a brain that's full of ideas. Action them. Don't hoard them. Worried you don't have enough ideas? Well, read more. Fuel your brain with the stuff that sparks ideas. Information. Someone asked me for recommendations of mindset books the other day. And I was about to go and reel off by standard list to him. But then I thought, hang on, if you really want to understand mindset, then make sure that you read every other genre of fiction and non-fiction because everything you read is mindset. It's up to you to adopt the bits that work for your brain. Definitely do not only read one genre. 
That is just a one-way street to one-way thinking. And the world is made up of many hectic, crazy motorways. The more you step step out of your comfort zone, the more you get to know yourself. Because how can you know what you haven't explored, what you haven't seen? By stepping out, you get to see how you react and respond to new stimuli, new situations, new people. You don't even know what you're capable of because you don't give yourself a chance. And how would a little bird know it could fly if it didn't leave the nest? Sorry, that was a terribly sentimental metaphor, but a good one. My dad is such a champ. I'm super grateful for my relationship with him. In my mid-twenties, he went through a phase of sending me cards with quotes on, which I have kept because I am a sentimental little bugger at heart. One of them has a Thomas Edison quote on it. It says... If we did all the things we're capable of, we would truly astound ourselves. It sits on my bookshelf and I see it every morning when I wake up. And I think, wow, look how far I've come since that nervous breakdown in 2013. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, what else am I capable of if I keep doing this, keep pushing? I'm damn well going to find out because... I want a great and colourful and meaningful life and I'm willing to do everything in my power to make it so. We get so blinkered by our own bollocks. Whichever bitch is showing up for you and holding you back, know it is just a story. You have the power to choose what kind of woman you want to be. So who do you want to be? What does the most incredible version of you at 80 look like? What has she achieved? What is she proud of? People, do something about it. Make the change that the suffocated voice in your soul wants you to hear and do. And just to loop it back to that question at the start, what thing have you been putting off because it's too hard or what dream that you've had for years have you not done anything about? I want to ask you a better question here. What are you denying yourself by not even taking the smallest step toward making these things happen. Okay, gang, instead of being comfortably numb, go forth and be courageously alive. Until next time, remember, your thoughts are just fiction of the mind. Bye! If you're loving what you're hearing on this podcast, then please share it with someone who you reckon needs to hear it. Then come on over to my website, jessnix.com, and sign up to my mailer to keep you in the loop with all things empowerment and debitching your brain. Give me a cheeky follow on the gram at jessnixcoaching. Until next time, remember, your thoughts are just fiction of the mind. Bye-bye now. <laughs>